It's the greatest thing we've ever done. The Dippin' Squad. We have no biblical <laughs> training whatsoever. I used to smoke whole chickens all the time. <laughs> Joe is perfect. Jesus is my homeboy. We looked ridiculous. Pretty significantly sized person. <laughs> Mate, you want to slurp us out of here? We would be the worst employees. We would be. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're pastors. <laughs> I think the funniest part of the intro is hearing us laugh at ourselves. That's <laughs> yes. the funniest part. I'm laughing at you, not at me. <laughs> uh, we have I have one more intro we have to use next time. I just went through and just did three of them. We've used this one a few times, but uh, I like this one. It's good. <laughs> I don't want you to change it. He's like, I don't want change. <laughs> Welcome into the Desperate Pastor Podcast. It is episode 26. Episode. Episode 26. For you, Dave. <laughs> that goes way back. We did not do the DDP. Is that the name? Diamond, Diamond Dallas Page. DDP. Yeah. Yeah. We what? thought about it for a second. We didn't see the post Nate on... is already lost. <laughs> I said it in a text. Yeah. I sent all that. In... Yeah. Do you I know saw Diamond the... Dallas Page? Is? He was too no, busy picking out his sweater. <laughs> Hey now, I just purged all my sweaters. And now it's 30 degrees outside. I know. Uh, is that the one that you sent of uh, Dave's post? Which is why we said thanks. Dave. This is all super I mean, relevant I said, to the podcast. Dave, Everyone said, at home is like, yeah, Dave's post. We know. I mean, I said thanks, Dave, because Dave says episode all the time. Yes. But then I saw his post. I'm like, oh, that's funny. But what is this other thing? Like, I don't know what this other Did thing is. Did you never watch wrestling? Oh, my goodness. No. Why oh would I ever goodness. watch wrestling? Why would you not yeah. ever? Yeah. Well, like, there's a phase of life you to go be, through. No, but to be fair. Yeah, a phase of life that happens in your late 30s, early 40s, uh, maybe. When you, no, when the that's era, where I am now, and I'm exactly. over it. The era that he grew up in, it was trash. WWE, not WWF. I don't care. It was trash. I don't care. You yeah. go through the phase where yeah, you, you have look to. at Just because he didn't have Andre the Giant. Hulk Hogan, you know those names? I know the name Hulk Hogan. <laughs> oh my God. Doesn't he turn green? Yep, <laughs> the incredible Hulk Hogan. Just kidding. Do you it, know John uh, Cena? Uh, I've heard that name. It's like I can't see him though. I, I've <laughs> so heard that weird. name. I've heard like, the name, never seen him. <laughs> in a comedy thing or something, I've heard that name. Yeah. But, uh, okay, well. It is. The, uh, Dwayne yeah. The Rock Johnson, have you heard of him? You've I've heard, heard of him. He started Did wrestling. you know that he was a wrestler? No. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, I when I hear that name, I think in a whole a whole I think podcast of an actor or series. Well, name. yes, now, but a, a whole series of <laughs> of these podcasts could be what Nate doesn't know. Yep. We should make a separate podcast. I agree. Um, have you ever seen there's a there's a thing online? It's I think her name she's a comedian, Tig Nataro or Naturo, and it's she hosts people, famous people come in and she's like oblivious. Oh, because she is watching there, and her whole like it's like a seven to eight minute um, comedy like skit. I could totally host and that, she, and she has to <laughs> figure out who these people are, and it'll be like famous. That's pretty cool, like actors, and then they have to give her hints, 
And she but she's famous and she doesn't know who they are? She's a comedian. Oh. But so you don't like, know how much of it's set up then? Or I don't think it is set up. Oh, if we did I, mine, it would not be set well, up. Well, we know that. <laughs> we forced it. It would be uh, fun. We're Nate, that's it. your dad. Oh. <laughs> oh. Nate, it's me. Nate, we've been doing this for a while. Oh, I, I thought I, your face looked familiar. I kind of... Yeah. Can you make fun of me? Oh, Mike. <laughs> We're at episode 26, <laughs> and that's how you begin an episode is talking about yeah. WWF, WWE, and Nate with the deer in the headlights look. We yes. appreciate that. There's a definite look that I have <laughs> when I don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, we we encourage you to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. TikTok. And the TikTok. We still are waiting. Why do you... I say it all the, the time. The TikTok. the TikTok. What are you? I don't know. 50? Yeah. Almost. Almost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you, 45? <laughs> oh. Ouch. Uh, Too close. Yeah. You can email us at me at desperatepastor.com. You can also leave us a voicemail. I did find out it's that there's a hyphen in there somewhere, too. So it's like... Uh, voicemail anchor.fm oh. forward slash desperate hyphen pastor that's how you get to us but no one's left a, a voicemail that i know it's of, probably because so. they can't figure out how to type <laughs> all that in but you could just record a voice memo and email it to me at desperatepastor.com wow a really good idea we can we can uh, check it out well maybe we'll use it maybe you'll be in a future episode i'm gonna leave one on there ask him <laughs> yeah. some some random Why is question Nate so awesome that, could you answer that please yes, that only i know the answer to Oh, I thought you were going to like, like make your voice like, <clears throat> uh, no, I would this isn't Nate. <laughs> um, uh. I'm going to ask some obscure question <laughs> that only I would know the answer to. So that, that way Speaking I of question, thank good. you for that segue. Uh, You're welcome. What's a skill? Five dollars. What's a skill or a talent that you would most like to learn? Doing a podcast? Um, <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, here we go. I would like to actually be decent at playing like let's say basketball or football or something like i know that i know it's really like just weird but you just uh, gotta do it then i know you come at six uh, o'clock in the morning no alan tried to get me to do the same thing really and I was like yeah he did he's like there's he, one guy that would that plays like you that plays he told me that the the bar is low yeah it's not uh, totally low but it's well, when he says it's low and he's telling me i'm like that means it's still pretty high for me yeah. Um, but no, like I'm just, I'm not very good at sports and I've never been really good at sports. And if yeah. I could just snap my fingers and be good at sports, I'd be like, yeah, it feels pretty good. That's how it works for most people. They just snap their fingers. I know. No practice, no training. And they're Nothing. good at it. Yeah. Well, you got to train, say your prayers, eat your vitamins. That's oh, what Hulk Hogan That's how it's, that's, that's exactly. <laughs> just another Don't you remember that reference? Like he's like, okay. If I... So what was this again? If I could be a well, skill? Pick a skill. Or skill talent. or talent okay. would you most like to learn? I guess you don't learn a talent, though, do you? No. I think sometimes you're just naturally good at certain Well, so things. talent's the wrong word. I'd like to be able to sing well. Oh, that's, that's, that's a where, good that one. That was mine. Yeah. I probably, I'll not. take my back. No, 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 no. I was like, was I that tuned out <laughs> yeah, during this podcast? Was I tweeting that much? I, um, I did lead worship one time, and I feel like I sang really well. Yeah. And I was asked, like, maybe you should lead worship. And like, no, that's not my, that's not. Yeah. It. I, I've been like over the years, mm -hmm. that's the same thing. Cause I'm pretty much like, I can't sing, you know, I can't stay in a key and maybe every now and then I find a note, but it's like, you yeah, wouldn't, you know, um, but it's so bad at times that like when I'd be trying to learn a new song on the guitar and my wife plays the keyboard or piano, we have a piano at our house. And so she'd be like trying to like, we're like, let's figure this out. 
and I'd be playing the guitar and trying to sing with her, and she'd be like, "Can you <laughs> not sing? Because I can't play the piano because I don't. You're messing me up. Your voice is that bad oh, that I man. can't play the song." So, um, so I've always, yeah. I mean, and again, I'd like to. I don't know if that falls. There are people who say you can get a coach and they sure. can, yeah. but I'm like, yeah, but I feel like you gotta, you have to be able to sing and they can make you better. Ish. I don't know, like, no. you know, but people over there, like, um, Aaron will actually say, it. he's like, you know, you know, your voice isn't, it's not that bad. You yeah, know, it gets super high, yeah. you know, um, it's not, and I'm like, I hear me. Okay. I'm like, so in the car by myself. You know, I can let sing, it rip. let it yeah. go. Yeah, but like, I'm not up You're on gonna stage. Sing, let it go. I'm yeah. not going to sing let it go. <laughs> I could if you'd like, but, but yeah, like, you know, when you play guitar or something or like I do or bass and you're up there playing for worship, it's like, sure. you'd love to join in and I have to make sure that I'm by the drums yeah. far away from the singers nice. so they can't hear me and then I'll jump, I'll join in. And phobia along with my yeah, desire to sing sure. is I take the wireless, like when I'm speaking like this past Sunday, I can't trust the guy upstairs to mute it. So I always have to, to take God? A, the, the man upstairs. I, just, <laughs> I trust issues of God. <laughs> Listen. That's a clip. That's great. <laughs> jerk. Uh, I can't I, trust the man upstairs to... No offense to the men that work in our sound room, but wow. I'm like, I know... I know that if I were up there, I'd be like, I could unmute him for a minute. That'd be funny. Like, you know, just have this... <laughs> cat dying in the background of worship so anyway worship I'd, like to be able to, yeah. I'd like to be able to sing i can't think of anything else you should probably talk to the man upstairs i'm going to so here's a more pressing mark. question mark is his name <laughs> with a c <laughs> i thought it was andy andy walks with me andy <laughs> talks with me i know that did you know that joke? No. Are you serious? <laughs> now that's it's a hymn joke. Right up your alley. Oh, they won't joke about we, that. Though. We can't. They joke wouldn't about joke that. about the hymn. I got. Do in you trouble. know the song? And he walks with me, and he talks. Yes, with me. I garden. definitely know that I song. I believe it's. I remember in the garden. I think in the garden. I remember getting in trouble because so my youth pastor would go around and he would sing, "When the rolls are called up yonder, I'll be there." No, like it's the rolls. Roll. Yeah. No. no. But so I started doing that as like this 13-year-old kid, and my dad yelled at me for that and said that I was not allowed to like basically like make fun of a hymn like that. Adding an S? Yeah, rolls. Like when the rolls are, oh, when the rolls are sold, served with coffee, I'll be there. That's what ah, that's Ooh. much different than. There we go. Yeah. When the rolls are served with coffee, <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> Who doesn't like a good parody? <laughs> I know. Thank you, Tim. So yeah, Do no. you not know the joke, though? I don't know the joke. I mean, Joe probably that. could tell it. I don't think I could tell it. I have a better joke than that. But okay. The talking but muffin is the better joke. The, 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 <laughs> are you going to tell it or should I just get, like, the basic yeah. premise is someone's like, a kid or something. Kid. Like that. I know. I know God's first name. And it's like, Andy. What? Yeah, and then it's Andy. What do you mean, Andy? He's like it's in the song. Andy walks with me. Andy oh talks with goodness. me. That's really funny. Yeah, but they really. Yeah, we need funny. that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, what's your better? Uh, what's this muffin, Joe? I don't know. Hang on, I don't know. Hey, Joe. Your skill that you should. Yours, you should skip. I should joke telling. I was watching a movie the other day, and this guy comes up at a high school reunion. He's like trying to tell a joke, and he tells like the punchline first. He's like, "Oh man, I messed it up again." And I was so like, "I need to tell, <laughs> to send that clip to Joe." I can't uh, like staged jokes. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I don't I struggle, deliver jokes yeah. like that. I'm. I'm put this on your hotkeys. I find myself to be a funny person at times, but they're not. Jokes, you know, like yes. not like a yes. setup. Quit and here like, comes, yeah, it's like quick retorts. I'm more like I see you yeah. do something, and I'm like, ha ha, I can make fun of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like to be like, hey, have you heard this one? 
I don't do that. Or someone will be like, tell us a joke. And I'm like, uh, I can do knock, that knock. to a point. <laughs> to a point I can. But when I'm, yeah. And yeah. Then I'm standing up by myself. Yeah. <laughs> I messed up the zoo joke. I think I redid it here maybe. I don't know. I think you did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, I totally messed it up. I watched that a yeah, bunch. I to- <laughs> totally messed it up. Thankfully, people are very gracious. Okay, I need the muffin so joke. This muffin. So w- when I first went to... Uh, when I first went to Hope, uh, <laughs> you were afraid to say it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that that other place of so, worship, like so, my first experience standing in front of of teenagers there, like to break the ice. I told this joke. Oh man, it's a great joke. I can see where this is going. I want to hear so it. Bad. I got it right though. So there's these two muffins in the oven, and the one muffin says to the other muffin, "Man, it is getting hot in here." And the other muffin says, ah, talking muffin. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was great. Oh, man, so I bet great. they loved you. They did. Uh, so this is the other question. Tater tots or french fries? I don't think this is even a, is this even a thing. Um, you guys thinking about it or are you just thinking? Uh, no, I'm I genuinely was, thinking about it. I was busy doing something else. There, yeah, I appreciate um, that. You answer because I don't know what I'm going to do. Tater tots or french fries? It's french fries. What? Yeah. Because here's what? why. Here's why I like tater tots a lot, but we have them very seldom. Like if I go yeah. to a restaurant, it's like I eat French fries so much. So like I always view these as no choose. Like what would you choose? Oh, if I had a choice. Yeah, not like okay. what happens in your if life. If I had a choice between like a perfectly cooked tater tot, which I think are, they need to be a little over. I like them a yeah. little crunchy, crispy. You know, yes, they'd be crispy. <laughs> I would take tater tots. Yes. Okay. I didn't know it was that. I thought it was like pick one that you're going to eat the rest of your life. I wouldn't give up French fries then. But if it was like it's right an either now, or. Tater either tots or? or French fries. Okay. Don't get. Oh, well, I mean, you, know, right. you, you ask me right now what I want, I'll pick tater tots as long as yeah. they're cooked well. Oh, yeah. If, they're, if you if throw they're them. mushy. Uh, if you no. just throw them in the oven. No. And they're not cooked well, like that's no. You got to give them a long Air fryer. Time. Air, well, we even. Deep even fry. In the oven, even oven high heat. But you got to give them like 50 minutes. 450 degrees for 50 minutes. It better come out crunchy. Hey, how about loaded tater tots? So oh <laughs> in Reno one time, uh, we were cooking tater tots, which is a rare thing. I don't cook tater tots. And you do. You got to cook them forever. Yeah. So I put them in before I go to youth group Sunday afternoon because um, I'm going to eat them before I go. You came back six yeah, hours I know. It's like, what? Were you smoking chicken Straight that up. day? <laughs> uh, so I put them in at like four o'clock. I go to, I forgot all about them. Oh. We go to youth group. You My brother's that. with me. So we all go to youth group. We come, are coming back from youth group. It's dark at this point. We pull into Taco Bell because they're like, oh, I'm hungry. To where? Taco, Taco Bell. Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. Why? I don't hear it. We pull into Taco Bell. Taco pull into Taco Bell. Bell. All of a sudden, he's Christopher Walken. <laughs> my, brother, my brother gets out to go in and like I'm shutting the car off and stuff and it hit me. <laughs> Them tater tots are still in the oh, oven. Oh, my goodness. The worst. I whipped down a Taco Bell. I, don't I left brother. my brother at Taco Bell. Did you? I did. I'm like on our way to our apartment. I'm like, our apartment's got sprinklers in oh, it. Oh, my goodness. I oh, got there. The I make my tater tots soggy. The house is all <laughs> filled with smoke. Uh, and there's these little tiny, like, black nuggets <laughs> left on a tray. And he's like, Cation. but with enough ketchup. <laughs> Ranch. They weren't bad. <laughs> Sriracha. Um <laughs> I tried to scrub the pan to get because it was a nice pan to get what? like the black spots off. I couldn't. <laughs> Those are a memory. Away. It's like a, an Ebenezer. <laughs> you leave that there so you remember. Yes. Oh yes. Listen, the other day, uh, 
uh, two days ago. I go home right before track practice, and I'm like, I'm going to make something to eat before I go. And I walk in the house, and I'm like, man, something smells like it's burning. And Nicole's like, I'm making Brady lunch. And I go, doesn't smell like that. Like, And so she... <clears throat> she finishes cooking his lunch and it's out. Then she's like, I got to run to the store. And in the midst of all this, I was also putting uh, transition strips in our flooring like mm. that just finally came after a year. And so I was like putting the one down. Smoke alarm starts going off. You're like, something's see. definitely yeah. burning now. <laughs> I'm five feet away from the other. Dinner done? When this happens. <laughs> it doesn't even, there's not even a lot of smoke, but it's going off. So I go, I, t- I get that to turn off. I come back into the kitchen after I get the smoke alarm to stop, and I'm like, I open the oven, and there is asparagus that she had grilled the night before and forgot, yeah. and it was in the oven, and she was using the broiler underneath, burnt, <laughs> like blackened to a crisp. It was so disgusting. You're like scrape. But, <laughs> that is. Do you want to see Nate stop and his like just mentioned Taco Bell has the potatoes bag. Oh, yeah. Some good potatoes. <laughs> you need some time alone. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to even comment on what you just did right there. <laughs> That's good. Your potatoes your are so good. I'm, I'm hoping um, you're thinking about your wife, <laughs> somebody you love. Not potatoes. Okay, so. Not potatoes for Taco Bell. Here's another story about Taco, Taco Bell. <laughs> Taco I went Bell. through last night, okay? It's like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, through Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Did you get some fries, too? No, no, the fries are fries gone. They're gross, by the way. Anyway. Let's stop. Who gets potatoes at Taco, Taco Bell? <laughs> <laughs> no, you get the potatoes on. Whatever you get, just say add potatoes. No. Instantly makes I'm it better for 50 cents. No. Um, anyways, I go through last night, get Chipotle chicken roll-up things, and I say add potatoes. Oh, what's wrong with you? No, it makes it more filling. Uh, anyways. Okay. And the lady said, add What? Yeah, I was like, "Amen, sister." I do it every time, and nobody's ever said anything. And I was like, "Finally, you found somebody at test taste buds, <laughs> test buds, test buds, taste buds episode." She's like, "Add what?" And I'm like, "Potatoes." She's like, "Whatever." <laughs> you like that? <laughs> Whatever. Like, well, because it was during the drunk crowd coming yeah, through, so like he's probably like, yeah. Yeah. like, "Sure, buddy." <laughs> yeah, Put potatoes on there. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, you want a Whopper too while you're at it? <laughs> That's I don't know. I've never, Taco had, Bell. I've never had a potato at. Uh, are you, Bell. you serious? Don't, you don't know what you're missing then? Yeah, you don't because the potatoes are actually really, really good. good. I don't do you can potatoes get a little, when I'm going for Taco Bell. When I'm going for Mexican food, I don't imagine want. miniature little potato wedges. Okay, they're so like, like this big. JoJo's that but don't belong cubes. in my taco. <laughs> they're crispy. Yeah, great. Once again, what did we say a few minutes ago? We said uh, sushi with ranch. That was that before we came on. I like sushi. I like ranch. I don't like them together. I'm I love tacos you. and burritos. They used and to potatoes. sell loaded. They used to sell loaded potato burrito. And who ate that? I did. You. And it was like away. one of my favorite Not things. That went away. Yeah. It was a griller. Why to go away? Because um, only weird, random people were ordering it. If it was a bestseller, it would still be on the menu. True. They brought it back. No, I'm, I'm sure, sure people are really... They've they brought it back with no bacon in it. They're like, can you just oh, label this good. one? Yeah, bacon's good on everything. Okay, doesn't matter but I what still it is. don't even eat bacon in, like... Like, if I had fajitas and you wanted to put bacon on them, what? I'd say no. You wouldn't? I would no. say yes. Nope. Throw that on there, please. Oh, my nope. goodness. Mike, nope. the door is right there. <laughs> yeah. You can leave yeah. now. Avocado? Sure. Yeah, that works. Onions, not bacon? peppers. Nope, no, nope, not putting bacon on there. Did you ever eat the maple bacon donut? <laughs> no. No, I didn't either. No. Are you serious? Look at me. Really Look good. at me. Do I need a maple bacon <laughs> donut? 
It was a maple. Nate, this is what cream happens stick. when I go to the gym. Yeah, who wants to put maple piece of, on anything? It's with gross. a piece of bacon on top. Oh man, it was I, good. Listen, I got it by the definition. Yeah. I don't doubt. So, that Mike, let me explain this to you. Let me so there's you there's a donut that has bacon on it. <laughs> right. Sometimes you would get like a piece and a half. And maple, Mike, is like a syrup made from yes. sap from a tree, and it's sugary and delicious. From a maple tree. Oh, a maple tree. Yeah. But I get it. Break it. it I down just, for you. Just telling you, I'm not, can't do it. Bacon on a fajita? You guys are monsters. Are you kidding me? Monsters. Is this because People, bacon doesn't go with, if, with Mexican food? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, there's a time and place, and bacon goes on a lot of things, but when Everything. you're eating. No. Yeah, there's not much that bacon Let's go, want. let's travel, if you will, to somewhere in Central America and just see how often they throw bacon on one of their traditional dishes. Just Breakfast? Having, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Lunch, Tocino? great. See, dinner, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, listen, yeah. you can put it on a hamburger, on a sandwich, and stuff. But when you're eating like a taco, it just doesn't belong. Lettuce, peppers, onions, sour cream. You know what doesn't belong on a taco? Well, I shouldn't say that. Never mind. Oh no! Why I was going to say ahead. the nasty lettuce, like okay. gross lettuce yeah, on a taco. Right. Like just skip it. No, lettuce. shredded lettuce. Lettuce is good. That's good. No. Yeah. And salada. <laughs> Just throwing out the few <laughs> random spits. Makes you go to the baño. That's what I know. In your coche. Oh, we should. With your zapatos. We should definitely move on now. <laughs> I got all the. Uh, we were walking beside the ditch and we just <laughs> fell in it. <laughs> I'm just working on my uh, my Spanish word, my Espanol word. I don't know what accent <laughs> you were doing with these. I think you were trying we, for like a uh, We dove in head first. It's <laughs> uh, very okay, extraño. <laughs> Just stop. We got a subtitle. Hey, this so the podcast. muffin, the muffin yeah. says, "Ah, oh, yeah. talking muffin." Yeah, <laughs> we should just cut back to that. Skip this last twenty minutes of what oh. it was. <clears throat> well, we want to talk about something important today that has nothing to do with bacon, although bacon is very important oh. to many of us. Uh, we are. We started talking last week about, uh, or last episode, it could have been twenty weeks ago. You have no idea. Uh, about church hurt and Satan's shoes and abuse and things like that. And today we're going to dive into a little bit of hypocrisy. Hope we dive into something else other than what we're in right now. (laughs) Agreed. Uh, Mike is actually on the floor, like just heaving right now. So we have to get him back out. I'm back, I'm back. Uh, So hypocrisy. hypocrisy. I'll give you a percentage and you can respond to this, but... uh, the percentage of people. <coughs> let me see if you know the answer. Obviously, don't. I mean, if Nate knows the answer, I saw this. I saw all the notes. Yeah, so. there you go. Uh, the percentage of people who cite hypocrisy as the reason they reject Christianity. I would say that one. The percentage I would say is very high, and I think it could be even higher. But uh, so he saw. It. I was like, <laughs> did he just say I saw it? That he's going to answer yeah. it. Well, so the answer is. No, I'm saying. If go I ahead. Had to go guess, ahead. Hey, what's your guess? Say, yeah, Nate's Nate. <laughs> I would, I would put it at 64%. Okay. I I almost feel like... I said that because you said you think it could be higher. I Well, well, it's high. It's high, but I almost feel like it's even higher than... Close, 85. I feel like, yeah, so 85. I feel like it could even be higher than that. Like, I just... It could be 100. I mean, like, I'm just saying, like, yeah. if, if the standard is perfection, we're all... Well, the, the percentage of people... Right. Who cite hypocrisy as the reason they reject Christianity. Oh. Yeah. That's what okay. we're talking about. Yeah. 14. 
Yeah. And even though I know <laughs> yeah, the answer. Right, yeah. Um, All right. Anyway, hold on. No, no, 26. 26? <laughs> no? Yeah. Wow. That is... Um, like I just feel like all the people that I've talked to in my short lifespan that have had any experience with church <laughs> and Christianity that are that have walked away from that or are yeah. not in that or chosen not to even be part of it. If you talk to them and you ask them about it, I feel like it comes back to hurt and hypocrisy yeah. or hurt because of hypocrisy. Uh, like I'm really trying to think of another reason why they have said, yeah, I don't want anything to do with church. Yeah. And I can't think of another reason outside of that. Yeah. I mean, well, I would say... I can me, think of other reasons. Hate. Mm-hmm. But like lack of like, love. They view, the, they view the teachings of the Bible. But I mean, they're, I'm with you. I'd say yeah. by and large, people I've spoken to, it's, you know, when you use the word, the term church hurt, yeah. you know, that, that theme that we're with, <clears throat> I think the majority of people, I think, while they might categorize their scenario differently, it falls under this person was supposed to be a Christian yeah. and they treated me this yeah, way. Right. So <clears throat> there's the biblical standard of behavior and the way you're supposed to act and treat me. And they, they taught this, but they did this and that's, you know, that's hypocrisy. And I mean, it's a, it's a, it's always on my mind when I'm preaching, yeah. you know, sure. <clears throat> how I'm, what am I conveying in my message that, if I'm not living it out. And I mean, especially lately with the whole journey of forgiveness that I've had to go like, you know, yeah. it's because I'm convicted as right. I'm saying, well, here's the biblical standard. Well, you can't call people to a standard. You're not yep. at least striving for <clears throat> hypocrisy is inevitable. I'm inevitably, especially as a teacher, it's so difficult. You're teaching the word of God all the time. That's a pretty high, yeah. that's the standard we strive for in submission to the whole you know, strive by dying to ourselves, but you know, right. the Holy spirit leading us, into that type of walk, but our flesh is constantly battling against it. So hypocrisy, it's a convenient, <clears throat> that's what I think. It's convenient sure. for people because, I, you know, if you want to be the jerk, you can turn it right around and be like, and you've never been right. hypocritical in your right. life. You're right. It's only Christian. Well, it's like somebody saying, I'm not going to go to the gym because there's overweight people there. Right. Well, You're welcome. <laughs> I gave you your reason not to go. <laughs> well, all of us are, I think, close to the... Uh, yeah, according to, not, yeah, according not, to my doctor, I'm almost obese, according to my doctor. Well, in your young, young few years on earth, as you just stated. <laughs> yeah. Well, Are I mean, you younger than us, Nate? Com- compared to you, dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> WWF. What is that? <laughs> wow. Just kidding. Wow. Uh, I saw the uh, the meme where it was like a, it was like a, car- a cartoon about like dinosaurs standing on the shore and the ark is pulling away and they were both, they were both like, wait, that was today. <laughs> that okay. Was funny. That was a good joke. You did it. <laughs> I, I almost stumbled through it, but <clears throat> well, I, I would also say though, for me, this is the, I would fall in that 85% when I was younger. Like that was Being the reason. The that was the, the reason. Re- yeah. It was like, Looking at my family, looking at people I knew in the church, and sure. you, know, you get to be a teenager, and you just you all of a sudden are the smartest person in the world, yeah. and you are yeah. perfect, and you look around at all these imperfect people, and you're like, look, if I know this person, and they say they're a Christian, and they act like this at church, but then I know their real business outside of church, <clears throat> then then they're a hypocrite, and therefore it's not real. And I even went to like a deeper place where I'm like. If hypocrisy exists in the church, then why can't, why wouldn't God point that out? Yeah. Why wouldn't God just expose that thing? And because he's not exposing these people for who they are, then he can't be real. 
And yeah. as you come to faith in Christ and you walk in it and you see your own failings in your sin, you start to go, well, thank goodness God is gracious and, and merciful yeah. in that area because we all sin, we all fall short, we all struggle in those areas. And so I think hypocrisy is a is a uh, easy, convenient excuse, but there's a depth that you have to challenge people when they when they call that out and say, well, you know, you don't know that. If it's you personally, then you can handle it differently. But if it's like, well, the church generic did this and they're all hypocrites, well, then you have to confront somebody in a sense with their own hypocrisy. Sure. And you have to talk about what is... What about the motivation? What about the heart behind that? Because if you're looking for a reason, you'll find it. But I think you have to own it. I think you have to own the yeah. fact that, yeah, there. I definitely say I believe certain things and then I act or I behave another way. That's hypocrisy. You do? I definitely do. I don't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm perfect. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I used to. Like, yeah. I think if you don't do that, then you're you're no different than... Don't do what? Don't do what you just said. Own it? Yeah, That's own it okay, about yeah. the fact that, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm imperfect and I say yes. certain things that yeah, don't always line up or whatever. Um, I think you're, you're no different than, than the Pharisees in the Bible that Jesus Correct. called out. And that's who Jesus called out often. Yeah. And often, and Matthew pointed out, like, you hypocrites. Yeah. There's some good things I want to read from there at some point. But I think we have created a culture in the church that has allowed hypocrisy to reign in the sense that we have covered over things. We have allowed certain things to happen. I mean, all the stuff that comes out even today, yeah. the abuse that comes out, even the more of the stories that are coming out about popular people that are no longer with us that are like, wow, that, that guy allowed it. Like, yeah. yeah, I will ruin you. I think was one of the phrase that I yeah, heard. I saw that. It was like, wow, that's, uh, that's bad. You know, we've allowed it to happen. Yeah. And I think it's because the, the, people have built systems within the church that support you the the surface level of it's better that you fake it mm -hmm. um yeah. and have this outward presence of perfection uh than just be be real like i think it's more rewarding to be fake than it is to just be real yeah um and we've made it about behavior the focus is on behavior if you just act right when people are around then really that is your testimony. And one of the phrases we used when we were talking about this that I really like <clears throat> is that your pursuit of Jesus is your true testimony. So regardless yeah. of what you say on a Sunday morning, regardless of what you, the vibe you give off, your pursuit of Christ is really your testimony. And that's one of those look in the mirror kind of things to say, I'm not really pursuing Christ. Well, then that's your testimony. It's not well, I got everybody to believe something about me or, yeah, or I look a this. certain way yeah. and I do these things. Yeah. And I think that's what it's been. Been. I'm trying to think of, that was a really weird sound and I'm really distracted. <laughs> that's the picture that's been painted that yeah. your testimony is the way that you look, the way right. that you dress, the things that you do, the boxes that you check on uh, the way that other people perceive you. Whether you have a Bible cover or not, whether you have yeah. Bible tabs or not, whether you, you know how, how big, how big is yeah, your Bible, right. uh, and just whether you you know you know how to smile, you know what to say, yeah. you know the, all the the rules and the nuances, and you do all those things. It's and your that's behavior. Your it's yeah. behavior based, right? right. Um, and we're not. Uh, we got to make sure that in our churches that we are not focused on behavior modification. We're yeah. really focused on heart transformation, and we speak about that a lot. Because it's so important that that people understand that we're not leading people to 
to be good people. You know, that, that the gospel that we've talked about even here is about making dead people alive, not making bad people good. Yeah. And I think that once you wrap your, your mind around that idea, uh, especially coming from, um, religious background sure. or whatever, um, it's a life changing thought. Mm-hmm. I think owning it is, <clears throat> like you said, is, is important and it's a step in the right direction, but it's an opportunity then to teach people from there. Like, yes, agreed. because <clears throat> the other side of it is it's kind of like we've talked in the past about people who say, well, I'm just a jerk and I'm going to be a jerk and sorry, I'm just made that way. So it's like, well, yeah, I'm a hypocrite. Yeah. Cause you know, God's standard so high and I'm not going to meet it. Yeah. So yeah, we're all hypocrites. I'm a hypocrite too. Um, I understand if you've used that before, hear me, that's true. But when you use it as like, it's, it almost became cliche. Mm-hmm. I think in the church to be like, oh yeah, well we're all hypocrites. Yeah. Doesn't make it okay. Right. <laughs> like we should be striving yes. for truth when we speak and we should be striving to have our, what we preach and what we read and see in the word of God become our standard. Yep. And so the component is yes, by definition, I'm a hypocrite. By definition, I fall short of the things I ascribe to or desire to live this yep. godly life, these Christian principles. However, I am daily <laughs> trying to die to that. Uh, those things as I see the hypocrisy in my life, as I see that I'm not meeting the standard, then I'm working on that. And, and hopefully you have to be doing that by the way. Oh, by the way, challenge to the people listening. You actually have to be actively pursuing this righteous standard of living. You can't just say, Oh yeah. You know, um, yeah, I'm not real truthful when I, sometimes I tell little white lies or whatever. (laughs) If you know you're telling white lies, how about you stop? How about you ask God to help you not do that because it matters because your conduct matters. Cause that's, what's sad is 85% of these people who are walking away according to that. And who knows, you know, the other statistics, but we are giving people a reason to walk away from church. So it's a real problem. It's not, we don't get to go, those people don't understand that we're all hypocrites. It's those people have been hurt and we've given them a reason. Yep. And there's a quote Josh McDowell has that I think is really important as a framework for the rest of this. It's talking about um, how hypocrisy exists, but it's not, it's not the make or break thing in mm-hmm. Christianity. So he says, <clears throat> Christianity does not stand or fall on the way Christians have acted throughout history or are acting today. Christianity stands or falls on the person of Jesus, and Jesus was not a hypocrite. He goes on. It's a longer quote. Yeah, I got that. the rest of that quote. Okay, here, oh, you do? Okay. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Go ahead. You pick it up there. Now, he lived consistently with what he taught, and at the end of his life, he challenged those who, uh, who had lived with him night and day for over three years to point out any hypocrisy in him. His disciples were silent because there wasn't any. There was none. Since mm-hmm. Christianity depends on Jesus, it's incorrect to try to invalidate the Christian faith by pointing to horrible things done in the name of Christianity. Yeah, great quote. I have another quote, too. Thank you. Well, you can... I mean, I think it's, I think it's one of those central things that we need to continue to put before people. And yeah. I, think I've, I know I've heard in your series that you're doing right now, you're saying, like, don't... don't um, I'm paraphrasing. We're in a like, different series, by the way. Already? We're in words. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. We <laughs> Slow <moved>. down. <clears throat> we moved we're quick. in Ephesians. We're going to be there until <laughs> yeah, September. I heard. I heard. <laughs> so, um, so you're, uh, it was like, don't, you know, don't be mad at God for the, the way the his, way his kids children behave. behave you know, don't yeah. give up on God for the way his children Yeah. Behave. Because I've said that a lot of times in talking to people, like, 
um, what I, you know, in another way, I'll just say, well, what about Jesus? What about like, if you look at the word of God and you study the word of God and you study the gospels, even and just read what Jesus said, did how he acted, let that, that is our standard that we're failing to meet. But do you have a problem with what he said? Right. You know, you have a problem with people who are imperfect and that's not the standard. Yeah. <laughs> we are not. He is. And, and that's, yeah. We keep important. coming back to that of like, we point you to Jesus. Like, look at right. him. Like we're, if you're coming to our church, to friendship, to Northampton, to any church to find salvation in that church or in those people, you're going to be, you're going to be sorely disappointed. Yeah, disappointed. Yeah. There's another quote that I don't know who it's from, but Kristen, this Mike is what it says. Major. <clears throat> if you like it, it's from Mike. Yeah. If you don't, it's Nate. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Christianity doesn't make us better, smarter, writer, or happier than anyone else. It realigns us with God and allows him to begin the messy, mysterious, and often (laughs) dying, often brutalizing work of untangling our twisted lives. The effort we waste on appearing more godly to others and ourselves is wasted, and only the effort poured into pursuing Christ matters. That's a good quote. Thanks, Mike. I think one one thing that a lot of people miss is that it is messy. Yeah. That sure. it's, it's, it's not this, oh, it's a light switch and we come over here and we flip it on yeah. and everything's perfect. Uh, if you, if you accept Jesus and if you just now force change in your life yeah. through external ways and external forces, and now you should be perfect, you should be good. Uh, I think we missed it. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's the way a lot of even other believers view the way that other people's lives should go, mm. that it shouldn't be this messy process, that it's a very linear, straight, across-the-board process. And then when somebody else's life, that they're following Jesus and they're a new believer and they're going through a really messy stage of God working and changing their lives, and it, it's, it's up here, over here, down here, da 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 right. da da, da. And uh, we think it should be our plan or whatever, but really it's, it's God's plan and God's timeline. And you know, I think we forget it's messy. Here's a, an analogy from a leadership perspective, as well as walking as a Christ follower that is a sports analogy. Sorry, Nate. Man, um, I'm not going to get it now. <laughs> yes. He's like, I have no idea what you're saying right now. That following Jesus and leading a church and, and walking out this like leading people is like playing soccer less than it is like playing other sports. Because if you know soccer at all, soccer, which I don't, soccer is not like linear in the sense of like, we're going to go down the field and we're going to score a goal and that's what's going to happen. It's going to be sometimes you're up, you're over past midfield and you're kicking the ball back to your own goal to get a better position or to... To move, move the defense. Right. <clears throat> so you're doing this where sometimes you're you're gaining ground, but then you're losing ground, then you're gaining, then you're losing. And that's really this whole process, even in following crisis. There are times where it's like, oh, <laughs> and it looks like you've maybe regressed or gone backwards, but sometimes you need to go back. And sometimes you, in order to be able to go forward, you have to come back to a certain point. And God has a way of untangling so, that. <clears throat> so when, let's say, other believers are going are going through that, what what should be the response of let's say more mature believers mm-hmm. in towards the lives of other people that are let's say they're moving a different direction or maybe they're in something messy? How well, should other believers behave? If you're act? a mature believer, a truly if you're a parent, you, then you understand that concept. You understand that people go through these seasons for sure. <laughs> it's if you think yeah. it's linear, 
then you haven't really experienced yourself. <laughs> but the other part of it is, is, is it's about relationships. And so in the midst of that relationship, it's not a like, wonder what's going on with them or wow, they're really off track. Like if I, if I really do what God has called us to do, we're doing life together anyway. It's like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. They're struggling right now, but it's a good struggle and they're still on track. It just may look like they're, they're kicking the ball the wrong way, but they're really going the right way. Yeah. I would, I mean, I think that it, it seems very simple to say this, but the, to the extent that we as leaders and you, wherever you are, if you're listening to this, Christians in general, to the extent that we're willing to actually pursue holiness yeah. and die to ourselves, that that's the metric by which people they're, they're judging. We don't have a choice. And yeah. it goes back to that idea of somebody who doesn't know Christ or somebody that maybe is an immature believer. Maybe mm-hmm. like you just said, if I'm consider myself a disciple making disciple or, you know, like I'm there, I've, I've sure. come to know Christ. Di- you know, yeah, I know parent, but not everybody has that language. Well, but we're you know, trying to, I know. So if I'm there, but I mean a person listening, they'd be like, you're a parent. Well, yeah, he's got kids. So, <laughs> Um, a spiritual, spiritual parent, Michael. Parent. Yeah, I know. So, but if you're there, um, I've just been really convicted by that lately. Like we have people in our lives and it's one thing to fall short of a standard because we are fallen and we struggle with our sin. It's another to fall short and just not care. Correct. So we're just harsh or we're, you know, egotistical or whatever it is like, or, or we, we're not sacrificial, you know, we don't give, we know someone's in need and we're just selfish. And then those are, those are the things we're talking about. And so my life, whether I like it or not, it was bought with a price mm. and I'm going to live and strive to draw near to God. But as I do that, it plays out in my relationships. Yeah. And so I think I'm, I'm coming at this, you know, today looking at it going, um, I got to start here on my side and right here in my little circle around me and say, where do I need to be more consistent? Where do I, where are those, where am I not meeting the mark and and work toward those things? Because if that person sits down to have a conversation with me and I can't, like I said before, I can own that I'm a hypocrite, but I can't show them how God has redeemed some of those areas of hypocrisy that I saw where he's given me growth in a victory, then I can't be like Paul or some of the writers who say like, we, we're, we've got nothing, you know, my conscience is clear. I can live this life and say, yeah, you can say that about me because it's part of my nature, my sin nature, but you can't say that about me because you don't see me trying. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And that's, I guess, I think step one is you got to get engaged in the battle. Yeah. You got to look at yourself, take an inventory and you got to be making strides so that that is the, that's your testimony not just that you got saved one day, right? Like our testimonies are to be built. We can't talk about 20 years ago. Right. What's God doing to me right now? Yeah. And, you know, he's, if we're seeking, he'll be, he'll be working. You right. know, when I'm, when I spend that time with the Lord, it's not hard for him to bring things to the yeah. forefront of my Agreed. mind to say, you need to work yeah. on that, you know? Um, and I, even this Sunday when I preached, I was like, you know, listen, when I talk like this, I know it sounds defeating. Mm. Like, oh, you got another thing. But it's not. It's just this part of the, the God's mercy and his grace and his spirit of peace. The mm. Holy Spirit pours it out into my life as I go through that process. Right. I don't feel defeated. You know, I feel encouraged as the Lord brings something up and it drives me back to a place where you need to help me in that <laughs> thing because I can't right. just surrender again. Yep. So... Um, but I guess my big, uh, if I have anything to add to this podcast today is I want to know if you're hearing it, 
you need to be engaged mm-hmm. in personal what we would call sanctification, sure. being conformed into the image of Christ. You can't just sit where you are, stagnant in your faith, and say, yeah, well, I'm a hypocrite, <laughs> and not have anything to point, because that's, yeah. that is, there's no hope. No. Because you have all these other people, out of that 85%, every one of those 85% of those people were created in the image of God, by God, for a relationship with Him. Yeah. <laughs> and deep in their longing, however they express it, they desire to be with God. Sure. And manifest however it does. So show them a way, show them humility, show them how God's given you victory and say, yeah, yeah, you're right. That was wrong. Maybe it's you and you need to be able to say, you're right. I was a hypocrite toward you. And for that, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, I would say that the antidote to hypocrisy, anecdote, not the anecdote, (laughs) but the antidote to hypocrisy is to be real. We talk about being real with God, real with each other, real with ourselves. And it starts really with me, <laughs> like almost. No, no, he did. He spilled it. <laughs> but being real with ourselves is very important. And that's what you're saying, Mike, is really about surrender. It's really about coming before the Lord and saying, like owning it yeah. and knowing that I can't. Uh, going back to Galatians 2.20, that mindset is important that I've been crucified with Christ. It's really being a living dead thing. And then Romans 12 and but the antidote of being real is I'm real with myself and then I'm real with other people say, so, yeah, you know what? I, I do struggle with this. This is not anything new, but God has really brought me t- from this place to that place. Uh, but then being real with God too. God, I can't do this. I, I want to, <laughs> like you had that struggle with what Paul says, the things I want to do, I don't do the things I don't, I do do. I don't want to do all those things. God, just work in me, change me, cultivate the fruit of the spirit in me, make me who you want me to be. And because Jesus was the hardest on religious leaders. And I, I want to look at Matthew 23 real quick because he calls them Pharisees. He calls the Pharisees hypocrites often. And I think he was hardest on them because they claim to hold out life. They claim to be, say a voice for God or the voice for God. And they were leading people astray. Um, that he says that you, you tie up heavy burdens. This is in Matthew 23, hard to bear and lay them on people's shoulders, but they themselves, meaning the religious leaders, are not willing to, to move a finger with, uh, to move them with their finger. They do all these deeds to be seen by others. Uh, woe to you, you Pharisees, you hypocrites, you shut the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You neither enter it yourselves nor allow others to enter to go in. And he goes on and on. Mm-hmm. Just woe to you guys that you are, you are keeping people out of the kingdom because of the things that you're teaching, the way that you're living. And may we not be, I mean, I think Jesus would walk up to many churches and probably our churches for <laughs> different times and say, you guys, you're missing the mark. Yeah. Yeah. Because 85% has probably been the, the going number. <laughs> it's not right. like, you know, I mean, because even Jesus would say, you, these religious leaders, that you are keeping people out of the kingdom by the things you're teaching, the way that you're living, the things that you're saying. And Jesus would have that same conversation, I think, with many of us today. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I said many of us. Yeah. No. On this side of the table. Yeah. I mean, it, this is this is one of those ones where it feels like you're talking out of both sides of your mouth because mm-hmm. you're like, yes, of course, it's always been there because Christ is the standard. Sure. We keep coming back to it. And it's like, yeah. we're going to fall short, but I... 
I also think this kind of dovetails into a topic that I think I was saying earlier. Sure. I'd love to love to do here soon, which is you also have um, so many voices coming, you know, at you today that that if you're teaching, you're teaching at Northampton right now, and it's going out on Facebook, yeah. and it's it's out there for everyone to see. Right. And so people that are looking could be looking with, you know, poor intent and yep. looking and saying like, oh, here's another example. Here's another example. You know, we do that ourselves. We sit here, uh, you know, we watch videos of these people, you know, yeah. under the name of Jesus, you know, preaching. And we're like, what are they talking about? You know, like they're crazy. <laughs> yeah. At least in, at least the umbrella of Christianity and would yeah. say that there's many uh, Christianity is much broader. I think it was Piper's son that I didn't realize who it was Oh, that was speaking out. And then two of them were like duetted on TikTok. But it was interesting. It was almost like basically saying that what we would, we would call evangelical where we would be is such a narrow sliver of the full understanding of what Christianity is and how we're so narrow minded. Oh, and, and that's a way different. Well, maybe not totally different, but it's <laughs> out there. And, uh, well, to the person who, to the person, like, yeah, again, to the person who's observing from the outside, they would have no idea of no. denominational differences no. or, you know, even Protestant Catholicism, you know. Or how pastors, quote unquote pastors, are right. saying, this is what the Bible says, or you've read it wrong your entire life, and this is the truth. And what I'm finding, my, personally, is they're taking Scripture to say what they want it to say, to fit their narrative, to fit their life, to fit their lifestyle and saying, well, Jesus had it wrong. Jesus sinned. Jesus was a yeah. human. I even like, saw the clip of, of Osteen. We're calling out everybody. Osteen's yeah, wife of just basically like Jesus was a man until God put yeah. his spirit in him. Like, what are you talking about? Like, the, right. the, show me scripture. Let's right. look at John 1, 1. Yeah. And you just like, but, but. And that's why, I, like, before the Church Hurt series, what was really in me is, like, I, we need to not just push back against, well, they said that and that's wrong. They said that and that's wrong. But to say, what do you believe and why you believe it? It's the counterfeit thing we talk about yeah. a lot. That if people know what they believe, because I wonder how many people in our churches, and I'll just call out my church, how about that, or the church that I'm at, not my church, <laughs> how many people would would hear that and be like, that smells like smoke. Like that's wrong. Yeah. That's that smells like tater tots burning. That smells like the pit of hell. Yeah. Or like, wow, you know what? I didn't know that. That's new news, and that sounds that makes sense. Right. And like we've got to, and it, we've got to do a balance of here's information coupled with application, not just like give them information that turns them into legalistic people, but to understand like here's. This is the truth. And okay, that's wrong. And I'm going to write them off or I'm like, like I'm not going to, I listen to people that I don't agree with. Yeah. Partly because I know other people in our spheres of influence and in our world who we're speaking into are listening to those voices at least. And I agree with you. Voices have been huge for me too. Just yeah. so many voices and get overwhelmed and, and what is right and what is wrong and <laughs> all that. And, uh, uh, it's just so much. Yeah. I mean, I, we we are somewhat it's, it applies yeah because what we're saying is then you have people with a, the title of a teacher yeah teaching things that are they're not just hypocritical they're heretical they're, right. they're yeah. not they're wrong. different age so, uh, yeah. yeah yeah they're not true at all and yet people 
quite frankly, it's not, again, sounds rough, but being biblically illiterate, mm-hmm. not spending time in the word of God, not studying it, not, you know, just solely uh, receiving it when they're being taught. Yeah. Then their standard is this person with this title said this. So and, it's true. Yeah. And other people like it and other people right. follow this person. So that gives him more credibility in my mind. Yes. And it's a case um, of changing the word of God or being changed by the word of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This doesn't fit my narrative. So it doesn't mean this. I mean, even using the word like God figure, like I just, I'm just blown away by some of the things I've listened the clips that I just watch. I'm like, yeah. Well, the other thing is you have to, you have to watch, um, or I'm sorry, on this topic of the hypocrisy is that uh, now you've brought confusion mm-hmm. into something to where you have to re, you actually have to teach basic Christian theology yes. to someone to show them, you know, why, what they might be looking and holding you accountable to something that's not a standard. So if we're kind of, we're, we're around this topic, so let's just say it. If the word of God says it's sin, yeah. but this other preacher says it's not sin, but that's because they're off on a tangent and they want to justify their way of living, yeah, yeah. then you then have that extra work to do. And you're being called a hypocrite yes. for not being, for not, for holding to true biblical right. standard theology and teaching. And so the, the waters are getting muddy. Yeah, very muddy. You know, because there's voices coming from every angle at people and it's bad enough when we get caught on our own stuff, which we're really accountable for <laughs> right. yet alone to be these people going, why are you like that? Why are you one of those judgy Christians? And hateful. You're like, yeah. You're hateful yeah. because you don't just accept everybody that believes yeah. whatever they want to believe. And because of that, you're a hypocrite. Yeah. Th- there's people in that 85% that that's what they think. Right. right. And you're like, yeah. no, I'm, I'm not a hypocrite in that area. I'm a hypocrite. Let me tell you where, <laughs> yeah, over you know here, what I mean? Yeah. Like, but, uh, <clears throat> but the, it is, it is a wild thing. The, the only thing that helps me <laughs> through these kind of discussions is that God is sovereign mm-hmm. and he is building his church and he will, you know, redeem yeah. those that he, you know, God is not going to fail. In his efforts, you know, and otherwise, if, if we believed that it was all on us, yeah, we'd be, we might as well just close up ago, shop. Yeah. yeah. We only, at best we're 15% success rate according <laughs> right. to this one metric, you know, right. like we're done. Right. Um, and so, um, I choose to look at hypocrisy more in the area of the battle that we can fight is personal spiritual growth mm. and development and accountability for my actions and my behavior so that I'm not bringing the or giving license for people to judge the church and similarly when somebody says because i believe a true christian doctrine that they deem you know hateful Mm -hmm. i'm able to say no (laughs) my behavior warrants or justifies that i can hold that belief but my behavior towards you should show you that i right love you you because that's the struggle that i have is when you stand for truth, not a truth, but the truth, it is equated, especially if it doesn't align with somebody's chosen lifestyle or how they're behaving. If you're speaking what scripture says and you're speaking it in love, but if you don't agree with what they, the conclusions they've come to, now that's hate speech. Now you're worthy to be canceled and yeah. you've got a problem. And they would even say that that 
you're not loving. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. No, no, we do love you. And let it hear right. the words and not only hear the words, but see the actions. We really do love you. But at the end of the day, if your house is on fire, your house is on fire. And I'm going to yeah. tell you that your house is on fire and not just say, hey, you know what? You're fine. It's no big deal. Yeah. We, I believe we stand narrowly on the places that we, we would understand it to be narrow. When Jesus says that he is the way to the Father, the only way to the Father, then we stand on that and we don't talk pridefully and say, and Jesus, like, Jesus <laughs> said this of himself. Yeah. And I don't think that you can look at things like that. And, and somebody would say, well, you're reading it too literally. Uh, you, we read the different genres of scripture according to the genre that it was written. So it's like, there are times where we're like, yeah, that's literal. Yes, you right. read that very literally. You get to apocalyptic literature and you read that differently. Uh, you get to uh, parables, you read those and you, you apply those differently. But we don't just, we don't, we can't. And this is where the problem is. And it makes people look hypocritical. But we can't say, in my words, well, I don't like what that says, so it can't say that, or it doesn't align with what I want it to, what I want it to say. So we're going to say that it says this to justify the way that I want to live. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. Even in, even for us, if we come to a, an understanding and we don't have the corner on the market and none of us, I think, would say we've got it all figured out. We can't come to the word of God and say, this is what it says. We can't say, like, that's eisegeting. That's putting into the right. text meaning that you want it to have. That when we look at what God says and we don't like what he says, then we tell him we don't like it, but then we still do it by his power. Right. Like, I don't really appreciate that 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 you, this is the way things are. Or I don't like the way, that, but but God, you know, you go back to the sovereignty thing and heard some other pastor, some other voice, like, doesn't say sovereignty anywhere. And like, it was like, I think it was like a King James guy saying, it's not in the Bible anywhere. But the, those, those, uh, what they, they put it in there kind of thing. And yeah. Neither is the word. Well, there, actually, I shouldn't start that whole tangent, but there's a whole lot of words that aren't in Neither there. Neither is the word use. Trinity. I get it. Trinity, but the, but the rapture. Is yeah. There, yeah. 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 I was going to totally take it and be like, well, I agree with that. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I I think that we, any one of these issues that deal with hurt in the church are not, um, for one, they're not simple, right? Every yeah. situation that if you're anybody that would listen to a conversation like this is going to have their own view and their own memory and their own, you know, hurt to deal with. And yet uh, the common uh, component is that we are fallen people, yeah. that we that we will not... Um, when we get up and preach, we have to do a good job of making sure that we let people know that we're in that battle with them. Yeah. You know, instead of just saying, hey, this is what the Bible says. And this is what you ought to do. And then they go, there's people, believe it or not, that will think that you either believe that you hold that standard or believe that you do. Mm. And so when they see you, we can think about it. Like they have to believe that because when they see you not meet it, they're like, wait a minute. So just because you get up there and you talk about God says we ought to love our enemies and pray for those who per they think the pastors must be doing that. And then when they don't do that, yeah, sure. it crumbles around them. Yeah. And um, so one way to avoid that is <laughs> do that. Yeah. <laughs> but you won't do it perfectly. You know, no. we, we um, I was just having a conversation with um, uh, a group of men's Bible study today where there was a, a person who was talking about 
how they lost it, you know, at work, how they're in this position and they have the, the, um, the, uh, ability to take or, you know, make or break someone's career basically. And mm-hmm. they're in management and how, you know, there's times where you just, you fail. Like the person just drives you so crazy and you've had that con- and you finally, you go over the top. And then if you're like me, if you're, if you're like, uh, if you're one of those people that are like, uh, uh breathing in coaching, the microphones. yeah, breathing in microphones and distracting me. <laughs> Sorry. It, no, I it's, don't a, mean it's, um, like when I coach, I'm, I'm struggling. He's like, I'll stop feel. breathing. It's yeah, fine. It's fine, Mike. I'll stop breathing. <laughs> but no, like with coaching, you know, I try to, I'm, I coach uh, middle schoolers and I try like my best to stay composed, especially not so hard during track, but during football. And I'm like, yeah. oh, and then there's just times where like, you're just like, oh my goodness, like we have been over this. And then you're like, <laughs> okay, okay, calm down, calm down. So there's, you know, or parenting. There are times where. Yeah, I'm telling my kids one thing and telling them, you know, they're fighting. Here's a perfect, okay, finally, I found a good one. Kids are screaming at each other in your house. Yes. And then you start screaming yes. at them to stop screaming. <laughs> you know, you're like, yes. you guys need to talk to each other right. with some love and respect. Right. We don't do that in this house. Now I'm sick of it. You know, you're like, uh, okay, wait, I'm not allowed to do that. <laughs> Come to my house. I'll teach you the way. <laughs> no, you know, yeah. Just <laughs> show you I must. <laughs> Couldn't resist it. You yeah. set it up. But, but like um but we've even tried that in our family, like with my children. Um you know, I've I've tried at times to to scream you show, out them. No, oh, to yes. show them grace, to say like, right now this is what you deserve. Yeah. And I'm and I'm mad <laughs> about it, but this is what we're gonna do because I mess up too, and because God shows me grace. I'm gonna we're gonna mom and I are gonna show you grace. And I've seen that have great power. Like, it's amazing when we actually live out these biblical yes. <laughs> standards. It has power, and it changes people's view. And if you would do that, one simple thing, if you're a person who's in the church, who has, you know, rightly or wrongly, you've been accused of, you know, hypocrisy. So say it's like somebody's holding you to a standard, you're like, that's impossible. But if you went to them and had some humility mm-hmm. and said, I know that I hurt you, and I, and I know that you yeah. call me a hypocrite, and you know what? By definition, you're right. Um, but let me tell you, I'm, I'm sorry that that happened. And can we talk about that? Even, even just going and having that humility. Yep. Um, be real. Be real and own it. Don't say, but you made me mad. So that's why I, that's why yeah. I treated you that way. No, I was wrong. Right. Please, Will you yeah. forgive me? Right. Yep. You know, um, that has power to transform yep. people's mind you can redeem that's because that's really i think where we need to end mm-hmm. is hypocrisy exists but how do we redeem that how yeah. do we heal the people that have been hurt or there's people we've left out this whole conversation that are in our churches yeah. that haven't given up yet on attending church but they've given up on being part of the body yeah like they're there sure. right but they're not gonna i'm not gonna serve and because last time I taught, nobody thanked me, you know, and they're hurt <laughs> right. by that. Yeah. And we know that. And so have we humbled ourselves and went to them and said, I know that you gave 20 years to teach in this church and know, and you felt like you were never appreciated. And, and I'm, we're sorry for that. It was appreciated, but we should have done better. And we're grateful for what you've done. Have yeah. we done that? Right. Easy. Does that sound real? That's a real example. There you go. People that, you know, those things that God brings into your mind, you're yeah. like, man, we just got to go. Let's do, let's be people. Let's be good ambassadors and yeah. let's redeem the things that the devil is trying to tear the church apart. So, and I'd say that, that we need to walk in truth, that we need to, to be real 
may we as pastors and as leaders be committed to living above reproach, period. Not just when people are watching, but period. That we do own it. And ultimately, we do love people. And that we talk about that a lot. And loving people doesn't mean that you condone their actions. Like if I love them, then they're going to think what they're doing is okay, which we're not saying that. But we also have plenty of things that we could talk about in our own lives, if we're being honest, that we, if people knew, we would be like, uh, oops. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that we, if I can say this, that if you, we would all look at our own lives and with God's power, strive to not stand in the way, put a hindrance in the way of people coming to Jesus, that we would just say, whether it's a preference, whether it's like, man, I've been a jerk. We've, we've allowed a lot of things in church, a lot of bad behavior in church because we didn't want to offend people in church, as opposed to right. calling out and saying, no, look, what you're doing is wrong. And the way that you're acting, the way you're responding is not like Christ. Oh, but that's because they've been here for 30 years and that's just who they are when they don't stop. Right. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. And if you don't like it, I mean, we're going to do it in love and we're going to take the plank out of our own eye, but we're going to call it out because we care about you and we care about, care about this church and we're going to do it. And yeah. that's hard to do, but man, it's healthy. Yeah. But it starts with us. With all this, it starts with us. Hypocrisy, if there's going to be a change. It starts with us. Meaning we can change the culture as pastors. We can also, it doesn't mean if you're not a pastor, maybe you're just, you're somebody in the church that is in a leadership position or not. It can start with you and really walking in it in God's power. So Yeah. Yeah, and I think also remembering, like you said, it's not, it's not easy. Like no. it, it's not the easiest choice in it all. And if it was, it's probably what everybody would be doing. But, <laughs> right. Uh, it's going to take work. It's going to take effort. Uh, it's going to be messy at times. Um, but I don't know if you look at what Jesus did. The things that Jesus did was not easy. It was messy. Uh, he offended people. Um, he loved people. Yeah. Um, he was viewed differently because of the choices that he made to love people. Um, if you, then maybe we do the same. Yeah, I think there's a verse, something, something like like that. Uh, Philippians two, the attitude that Christ had. I mean, there's all kinds yeah. of stuff like that. All right, does that put the bookend on our discussion of hypocrisy? We yeah, we so. solved the problem of hypocrisy it's in over. the American church. It's over. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With all humility, we say you're welcome. Um, yeah, <laughs> at least for me. I don't know about you. I'm operating in total, total submission. Never messed up. Never. That's yeah, good. This should get us the most emails. I think so. If they made no, it here. people know. People know. They're like, they, oh, that's they, my he's a jerk. I used to have face. a family member that we were like, "Are you going to church?" And they're like, "No, I'm perfect." But like, but be, but just <laughs> right. having this attitude, being like this jerk about yeah. it, like, yeah. no, I don't need to go. I'm perfect. I'm, I am God. I'm like, mm. yeah, that's scary. That's scary. But somebody that would say that they follow Jesus, but get into this like funk of like, yeah, you know, you know. that could be a problem. <laughs> he tried. I turned my mic down, and it was <laughs> just the fact we have two other microphones in the room. <laughs> I tried. Okay, I, I appreciate the effort. <laughs> I appreciate the effort. I wish there was video uh, for that. Like, I know. We need it. I saw him do it. I saw him turn it down. <laughs> turn it I, thought, down. I thought he's going to like clear his throat or something. No. 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 Full blown sneeze. A, I was thinking I'd be able to hold it in a little bit, but no, nope. No. Uh, it didn't happen. 
Well, if you'd like know. to send us a yeah. sneeze, you can always do that at me at desperatepastor.com. You can uh, record a voice memo in your phone yep. and then email it or sneeze if you'd like. And we'll we'll play guess that sneeze next week. I'll just play Ooh, a random sneeze. Like That's great. <laughs> hey, we enjoy it. It yeah. always comes back to it. We're having a good time. That's what it does. Yeah. Like, that's why we started this. That's why we continue right. it. And uh, looking forward to next week we're, or next time. I keep calling weeks. It's a week right. for us. Uh, I mean, it may sure. be four weeks. Well, it knows. shouldn't be. Next episode, I think we're going to continue talking about gossip and why that it hurts in church and what to do about that. But until next time, stick with us on uh, social media. Let yeah. us know what you're thinking. Be part of the conversation. If you got other other ideas for intros, you know, maybe we do the rocks intro instead of DDP next week or something. You know, whatever. Let us know. <laughs> you never know. Maybe next week Nate will know who half of those people are. No. Oh. We're, gonna, we're gonna do a quiz. I'm telling you. Spinoff. I already got our second one. It's our second <laughs> podcast is gonna be stuff Nate doesn't know. Or just like boom. Hang in with Nate and he can just <laughs> Like it's like between two ferns, like that kind of yes. awkwardness of like, or even uh, what's his name on Saturday Night Live when he was like talking. Farley. Yeah, he's like. So Mem- you, remember that. Yeah. Remember that the the time that you said. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who that is. <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. That was cool. Uh, remember I, when you sang that song? Yeah. Yes. I, I can't even do the examples I can think of. I remember, I remember him with uh, Paul, McCartney. Paul McCartney. Yeah, he said that in in your one song, you said that the love. Yeah, yeah. I can't even see. I can't even yeah, do the example. It's but good. yeah, okay. And now we're having one of those moments where people at home Nate's looking at us as if that's all right. I'm like, I don't even know. And we probably need to talking know. in German or something right now. Sprechen Sie Deutsch. Sound a lot more angry if yeah. we were. Um, There's yeah. a girl on TikTok, of course. It was like, she's German. And there, somebody's like, can you guys actually whisper? And she was trying so hard. Like, it was a joke. But she was trying to whisper in German. And she couldn't do it. I saw an interview one time with uh, um, somebody, an actress, that was saying they spoke German uh, or Russian, one of those two. And they oh, were yeah. like, you know, I can say the nicest things. But when I say them, they just sound horribly angry. Like, you could be saying, like, I love you, Dad. Have a great day. But it just comes across. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. What? It comes across. Yeah. So cool. Anyway. But everything uh, in, in, like, Spanish sounds very festive. Like, yeah. You know. Very, yeah. We're all happy. Well, so I've discovered that our podcast is kind of like a Bible study. Like, you come together yes. and you hang out and we yes. talk and then we get very serious. And then we kind of end where people are, like, getting their coats and we're yeah. just talking about it. It's like, that's just kind of the And you flow. and I are the type of guys that are the last ones to leave. <laughs> yes. We're usually hosting. Yeah. Yep. So we're like, there's yep. people. Tuesday nights at my house, young yeah. adults. It's like, this starts at 7 and it ends uh, 9.45, 10. And then people leave at 11.30, 11.45 at night. Yeah, my wife would out. kill me. Yeah. Is that a niner? Well, that's there? why my wife is better. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Get now, my wife, the, there are some nights where uh, she's like, it's a, it's a school night. It's late. I'm tired. <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah. but that's what we're doing right now. So there you that's go, people. It. You can just stop. When you hear us no, go back to no. the joking. This is all part I know. of all the fun. Sometimes I think we're better at this than I the know. serious stuff. Yeah, you know. But hopefully it's all engaging. <laughs> and it doesn't and it, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because we're doing this really right. you're, I had a good you're time. eavesdropping in our conversation. Right. So if you don't like it, you can leave. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Nate says nothing all the time. We were gonna say give us constructive <laughs> <laughs> I'm Nate making says, some slides, okay? Nate, so get out. 
I'm looking at VBS backgrounds. <laughs> All right, well, I don't do well with How about I do the ending, and we yeah. will see you guys next time. All right. Bye. <laughs>